0: Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from WashedUpEmo.com. And today, we welcome Jade Lalitri from the band Oso Oso. Jade and I connected early on during the first album, Real Stories of True People, who looked kind of like monsters. I was a huge fan and supporter. Next, it's great to see the mainstream press take a liking to him after the amazing follow up, the Yunahan mixtape. Now, the album coming out august 16th entitled basking in the glow should propel him to another level it is that good on the podcast jade and i discuss his early musical life getting heckled the new album and there's a good portion about the national basketball association which we're both huge fans of reminder basking in the glow is out august 16th on triple crown records and if this is in the future it is on whatever streaming or brain implant for music listening that they have out at the moment Thank you to all the Patreon supporters out there. Literally, you make this podcast and my life so much easier with your support. If you want to help out, head on over to Patreon.com/slash WashedUpEmo. This is episode 156 of the Washed Up Emo podcast with Jade Lilitree from Oso Oso.
1: my dad never really listened to like much music uh he always just listened to this one the cure like one cure album you listen to the greatest hits like while he did yard work or something like that and my mom was really when i like when i was a kid she was into whatever was like current so she would always be playing like red hot chili peppers third eye blind was like a big one for her like that self-titled record uh like when enema of the state came out she would hear like a single and then they have like um, you'd have like the little the like this thing would come in the mail, you know what I mean? And you'd pick CDs. Columbia House, like that. right? Yeah, and you just pick the CDs. So your mom would do so that. She would like, yeah, she'd be like, oh, I like this single, and then get the album. And like so, those are three ones that I always remember was uh, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Third Eye Blind, and she had Enema of the State, and then one time she was like oh if like you guys want to get your first cd you know pick it from this thing and i think my first one ever when i was like five or six was in sync i don't remember what the song was called but it was like track two or track three you were super into it yeah it was like in a it was in the movie a bug's life <laughs> and i was just like this song is fucking sick and um and i had a, a friend my neighbor uh samantha me and her were like Alright, we're gonna get one of us is gonna get the CD and we're gonna choreograph this dance. And I just remember having that CD and playing that one song over and over and we were trying to make a dance to it. Wow! Uh, That's a good memory! Yeah, it was a pretty nice memory. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, to be able to, like, you know, again, your mom being open to stuff and open to you having music too.
1: Right, yeah. The super cool thing was I always remember, uh, like, She so for some reason she always like her big thing was like you can't curse or anything like that but you can get like you can buy whatever CD like if it has curses in it that's fine so like we'd always
0: be like oh shit
1: we have the parental like we have Limp Bizkit you yeah you, to yeah, you got the explicit one yeah exactly yeah
0: my parents wouldn't let me have the explicit one for a long time I used to have to go to like Kmart and get the edited version of right. whatever the tape was and I'd be so bummed
1: I remember uh, when take off your pants and jacket came out the like the next blink record after that i remember going to the store and i was like s- i like it was like one of those things where it's like don't worry like i'll get the one with the curses we're good you know <laughs> and i like i accidentally bought the edited one uh, oh. and there's like that song on that where it's like it's like i can't remember the name but it's like track four it's like two minutes long and on the edited version it's literally just instrumental. And I just thought the song was like that, like my whole life. And then I heard it one time and I was like, <gasps>
0: that probably blew 13, your mind.
1: I was like, what
0: the, this
1: is a whole song. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like talking about like having sex with grandpa or something like that.
0: Yeah. They got to take all that out for yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, that's the amazing. Whole song was just
1: instrumental. And then at
0: the end there's like one line. <laughs> crazy. If you had the internet, you would have found out a lot, lot quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, so those are some of those early records, like, what about finding, you know, punk rock or finding the stuff below, you know, the mainstream?
1: I would say, so the way that that happened for me as like, as ridiculous as it is was, so I, I got really into, um, I got into like, my chem in the used when that was kind of like starting to pop off and i was like probably 11 or 12 then like oh
0: four five
1: yeah exactly i had i'd been playing like guitar
0: uh so you gotten a guitar already
1: i yeah i got a guitar in like in fifth grade i was probably like 10 or something like that i remember uh like i said like my mom would always play the red hot chili peppers and there was this like uh this tv show the Wild thornberries, and, like, basically they just, like, ran this commercial and Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was, like, the wild boy on this show and, like, did the voice and stuff like that. And there was, like, a video of him playing bass in the studio and it was just, like, him just, like, playing some, like, some bass riff or whatever. Yeah, I just thought it was the sickest thing and I was, like, yo. I was, like, (laughs) can I have a, a bass guitar? And they were, like... And my mom was like, surprisingly, like, it was one of the few things ever that, like, she was super stoked on that you asked, like, when you're kicked. Yeah. cadet, she was like, yeah, sure. And her friend was, like, a guitarist, so, like, she asked him, like, what, like, what kind of bass should I get or something like that? And he was like, oh, don't get him a bass, because, like, if he learns guitar, you could just move on to bass <laughs> or something like that. So he kind of saved me, like, without knowing it now, because I might have just been stuck on bass forever. Yeah,
0: you would have been the side like, side, side gig, yeah, exactly. side player. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but so that's how I got a guitar. And then it was kind of like, it was just like, my childhood was like, two things I listened to religiously was Blink-182 and Jaw Rule. And, like, that was, like, just music for me. Um, and then... So seventh grade, I started really into like My Chemical Romance
0: and the used. How'd you find out about them?
1: Uh, just for TV. It was like all over. Like you Fuse. Know, I mean like Fuse, exactly. Yeah. It was I was like,
0: pitching TV show. I was f- pitching Fuse. Like if you saw Circus Survive right. or if you saw Fall of Troy or any of those, that was, I was like. That ban- was like,
1: like it. dude, I remember. Do you
0: remember the, the commercials? Do you remember, like, uh, band commercials, like, promoting records, like Armor for Sleep and stuff like that?
1: I remember, like, the Victory Records ones the most. Yeah, loud. yeah. It was just, like, they were on every week. I, like, yeah. It, it was, like, that... Um, I remember seeing the Act Appalled video on Fuse and being, like, this band is fucking crazy. Like, this is sick. Um, that was a huge thing for getting me into bands.
0: That's so... Um, I mean, that age... Your age group and that show and what... That time period for Victory EVR all those labels like it was like we had this national thing and the kids that weren't in a big city could find out even Long Island you're separate like you're close but like it's still it's hard and so you heard about these men. you would have never found out about them
1: it was like and it's like it's crazy because like Victory Records that I would say that was probably the Victory Records samples like because I remember I got um, I think it was the Hawthorne Heights album. And that one they had a sampler in it, right? Right, exactly. And I was super into the Hawthorne Heights album. I was like, "Wow, this is great!" Like front to back, and uh, and the sampler though is what got me like into all these other bands. And they had uh, they had Bayside on it, and Bayside was from Long Island, and they were playing um, at Club Ritual, and it was like my first like show show. It was Bayside, uh, the Sleeping, and then direct support for Bayside was Paramore, and it was like. That, that whole show is just, like, life-changing your Your
0: brain like, was probably, like, running like I was crazy. Like, yeah,
1: I was like, so this, because, like, those bands, I, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, they probably were way smaller, you know what I mean? Like, but it no, didn't, but it to didn't you, seem exactly no way. on, like, TV, you exactly. know what I mean? And then Larger than to, life. Uh, yeah, and going to the Bayside shows, just, like, in this, like, kind of, like, just, like, I mean, that place, Club Ritual, probably, like... I want to say maybe like 200 cap, something like that. So cool. It was just like a sold out show. And it was just insane. I was like, this is sick. Like, there's a whole other way of doing this. Because all I I would see in terms of like shows then was like on Fuse, they'd run like Taste of Chaos and stuff like that. And those. You think it was like festival shows. Exactly. Yeah. So like that bass show like changed my life. I was like, whoa, I want to do this. And like,
0: and then in height, and then, yeah. And then did you feel your playing change? Did you start like trying to figure out their songs or like, did your writing change?
1: Trying to figure out their songs. I was still, that was still super like formative, even just getting, uh, kind of people to play with. Cause I remember like once, once that show happened, like my whole mindset, like was just like, whoa, this is, this is like, this is what I want to do. And I remember, uh, the drummer in Paramore, Zach Farro, was like, said something about being like fifteen or something, like fifteen or sixteen. and I was like, you're, "Wow, we are fifteen years old! Like, what the hell?" And I was like, twelve at that time. So in my head, I was like, "All right, three years. If I want to do this, I have to be there." And I was, I was like, "I
0: gotta hurry up, <laughs> dude!" As a twelve-year-old, you're, you're getting yourself exactly. like amped. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get
1: there but in three years. So I was like trying to get my friends to play and stuff like that and we had a band it probably turned into like three or four different bands but it was like the same group of kids but i would always be like you guys like it like after school but like, you guys want to go practice at like you know what i mean at brandon's house and then uh, everyone was kind of just like ah, no dude like what do you mean we want to go hang out here and like watch like movies at this?" Play video games. and i was just getting so frustrated and um yeah and that went on for like first i was like in a bunch of bands up until like ninth grade and uh we played so the town that i'm from is is long beach and long beach was like i would say the kids then like emo was not it was like that emo wasn't cool you know what i mean It was. it's like it's not like, cool but yeah <laughs> i do not think it ever did get cool did it but like it was uh i heard re- there's like a video of like there's like some Mimi video with like emo and stuff like that, like Dear Diary, like today I feel apathetic, and it's just like this. There's like a song, that's, like I'm an emo kid, as non-conforming as can be, like something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't cool, and we played we played this show with a bunch of punk bands, a bunch of like kind of like kids that were really into like uh, like Pennywise, Circle Jerks, uh, stuff like that, and we just got like absolutely just like heckled just like no ten- way yeah, like actually like turned me and my friends off from playing music for like a year or two and no uh, shit yeah and then so like so then the band thing was over for like a year and then the when I was about I would say like 15 I think I was in 10th grade the end of 10th grade I was just like I got this Tascam digital recorder and uh I just started doing like Track by track, like doing every instrument, which is kind of like what like the Oso thing turned into. But um, it was a, a band called Mooseport, and like it just started doing that, and that kind of got me back into it. I was just like, all right, now I don't have to like no one else is really telling me what to do. Like I could just do all this stuff myself, and. I don't know if my friends are. I feel like my friends were just being nice back then, but it was, like, kind of the first time I got, like, some positive reinforcement from, like, recording music at all. And then I just got, like, really sucked into it. And that was just, like, go time. Kind of like that. And, uh... So that was high school? That was high school, yeah. And then towards the end of high school... for So I would, I would play these shows. I would try and get different people to play. And I met my friend, Tom... Um, and at the end, me and him just kind of like just like really hit it off in terms of playing with each other. And then the second high school ended for me, I was just like, all right, I want to like do, I can't think of anything else but doing this. So like I hit him up and was like, yo, like let's do a band, like let's tour and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. And that's how uh, State Lines like got started. We were just like, all right, let's just figure out what we have to do to like record an actual record and because that was another big thing with me was like i wanted to make like a full length i was like i really want to do like never did anything like that really want to do a full length and that was like how that pretty much started that's so cool yeah we just started playing a bunch of shows and then we had uh some older friends my friend neil who was like 22 at the time which seemed like so old to me i was like 17 and he was (laughs) like yeah this is like you guys are cool and i was like oh he thinks like we're cool like this is great and he helped us like he had a band called shot not and he was like yeah we're gonna go on tour this summer you guys should come with us and like we'll figure it out oh my god you were probably like oh my god i was like this is it this is like the start of it and it was like uh it was like a nine day tour or something like that like 10 or probably went by so quick so quick dude i didn't poop the whole time I like literally it was crazy. Like it was just it was just a whole new thing for me, you know. That and says that was it. Like,
0: yeah. It's, it's like ca- moving to nah man, I don't have time. You couldn't even poop. I, yeah, yeah, I, I got I, just, like, like,
1: <laughs> I I gotta get to the next show. Exactly. I was I was just loving that. That was like uh that was the first time like we'd played a bunch of local shows and stuff like that, so like DIY was kind of like I was kinda starting to get an understanding of what it was, stuff like that, but it was mostly just like people's like people's backyards and stuff like that i had no idea what touring was like or what like how it worked or how bands like afforded it or anything like that and that tour they kind of just like showed us the ropes and showed us everything and was just like here this is how this is what happens and stuff like that and uh and then i was like okay i'm just gonna keep on doing this
0: what was that feeling because I remember the when I realized that oh fuck you can do it yourself like you talked about the task cam right I just want to make music I'm not going to wait for anybody like oh, so many people wait right and yes you were deter you know you were d- deterred by that heckling but you went back you made the record you found your friends you were doing it same thing with touring yeah. what about the DIY thing stuck to
1: me what was like what was so crazy was I remember the first so the first show of that tour was in Philadelphia and it was just like we played in it was a bunch of acoustic sets and uh we just played in someone's backyard and what was crazy to me was like the person who was like housing us and stuff like that it was this dude named ruben and like uh and he didn't he didn't know us never met us before i think he talked to like uh someone in their band like ricky like one time and it was just so nice to and like yeah, if you guys need anything, stuff like that. And I was just like, it was just such a, it was the opposite. Because I feel like when you're growing up and playing local music and local scenes and stuff like that, there's always kind of this, like, like people hold grudges and stuff, and everyone's, like, it's very clicky. Everyone has, like, their own group of friends and own bands that they, like, buddy up with. So there's, like, a bit of, like, can be, like, some hostility to it. And then with this, it was just, like, this dude never met us. I don't know if he ever even heard, if, if he listened to, like, either of our bands. He was just down to book the show and, like, took care of us and, like, collected money from everyone and was like, here you go, here's gas money and stuff like that. And I was just like... I remember that first night, it was like... I think it was 4th of July, too, and being in, like, in Philly and, like...
0: Had cash being, in your pocket.
1: You know what I mean? Just, like, with our friends, like, we were just like, holy shit, you know? I mean, in the cash, it might have been, like, $20. No, but like, that's... We but I'm yeah,
0: saying, but that was... It, it still was, was like, something. It was like,
1: yeah, just giving it to us just to play music. You know what I mean? And like, make sure that we probably get to the next clicked show. internally. I was just like, yeah, I was like, whoa, this is like <laughs> so sick. And what's funny about that was like, it went the second show on that tour, and I have no idea. Like, still to this day, I have no idea how this show happened. But the next show is like in Baltimore at Auto Bar, so like a decently yeah, a legit venue, venue. You know what I mean? And like it was just like six bands on it uh this band montpelier from baltimore was on it and they were sick and they brought out like a pretty good crowd So like we went, I was like, okay, I get it. The night before in Philly, I'm like, all right, backyard. We're playing in backyard. And then there's a damn venue. And then we're like in a venue and there's a bunch of people there and everyone's like, oh, do you have CDs and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, this is so sick. But none of the shows were ever like that for probably like four years after that. But I just remember (laughs) being like, this is so cool.
0: So that show was like someone telling you like, it's going to be cool. You're gonna go through some shit, but here's a little taste. <laughs> here's here's what it could be, and we were just
1: like, "Oh, this is so sick!" But yeah, that tour like that tour just was like so good, and it did it flew by like in a second, like you said. And I was just like, "Oh, this isn't hard or anything like that. Like this was great because <laughs> like you know we had that in the other band with us, and they were like kind of like showing us everything, taking care of us, and I had I had no idea how crazy or how hard some tours could be. You know, I soon found out after,
0: you know, but yeah. So it felt for the next four years you were trudging? Oh yeah. I
1: mean, I was just like, I think something that was really, uh, that was another thing that was big for me too, was like just seeing, meeting a lot of young people who kind of just like were making it work for them. You know what I mean? Like letting us stay at their house and stuff and they were just in bands also and like figuring out how to make it work even if their band were all like relatively small bands and i was like oh i could kind of just do this until something until i die or something like that happens you know what i mean so i was just kind of like tunnel vision like all right i'm just gonna do this and i'm just gonna work jobs and like you know what i mean your parents cool my parents were uh they were like you should go to college stuff like that you know what i mean but i was like i was always working different jobs saving up to do it you know and as they got i think i mean the music i was making in high school like i don't think you'd want to listen to it it's not it wasn't very yeah. good so you I were think, figuring it out exactly i think in their minds they were like oh, i don't really know if there's a future in this you know what i mean and yeah. then uh, but once like Once, like, even a little bit of support started to come through, like, from other people and them seeing it, they're like, okay, maybe there is something and stuff like, like, maybe there is something going on. And I remember when, uh, when I told them they were, like, we were going on our first tour and stuff like that, they were pretty stoked, like... This is before you had a record out. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty stoked that I was just like, okay, well, at least you're making something happen, like,
0: you know... You weren't just home and playing a local show, and then like, no, right. we're recording still. Like, no, we're like, okay, oh, we right, booked right. to tour. We're going on tour. Exactly. They could tell you were determined.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it was. I mean, they definitely knew I loved it because I would like. I mean, I would get home from school and then go straight to the basement and be like making songs on like that the Tascam recorder. So they were like, "Okay, just keep on doing it," and I just just did. I mean, I lived. The best thing I'll say is like they let me live in their house for till I lived there until like last year so like you know they li- I was in and
0: out a lot you know but uh, but you were probably, probably helping out thing. you were you were for sure you were p- paying your dues and not not paying your dues but you know what I mean like for sure putting yeah. in your work
1: yeah definitely like I I mean and like looking back like I don't know it would have been like I said like I would, didn't have to pay rent you know what I mean so like if I had to pay rent I don't know if I would have Given up before and been like, okay, well, I can't be saving up for this tour stuff like that, you know. Um, and like once like Oso started and I was doing those tours, it kind of got more, more. Just like I have no idea how I would have been able to do it, just because to get to get everyone to do it, and I'm kind of like paying for everything. It was yeah, like, it was definitely a lot harder, you know. And because uh,
0: you had you wrote the music, you played the music, and you brought right. people
1: out to do it exactly yeah so was definitely it definitely touring got like a little bit harder kind of like figuring everything out on myself and like the merch and stuff like that but um yeah they were as as time went on they got super super supportive of it and now my mom is like the number one oh so fan probably <laughs>
0: I'd <would say>. yeah <sighs> Uh, what you know? You said like, did it feel as you got deeper into it? I know you're still. It's still new. It's still really. early. It's I've had a few records, but it's 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 still for you know sure. day think, one. Did it? Did you feel anything like the music industry or like did anything seep in where you're like, oh? I, I mean, like, like not sub, bad, like, bad or good from that type. I feel like I like
1: for. I feel like for a lot of people, like because you heard real stories. And I feel like there's a lot of people, like, if, like, in terms of industry, who still probably have never even, like, heard that one, who have heard the, like, Unihon or stuff like that. I feel like Unihon was kind of the first point where people were like, oh, what is this band? You know what I mean? And, like, kind of, that's, like, when people started putting eyes on us or ears on us. And, like, that was, like, to me, that was wild because I was just like, like I'm going to keep on doing this, I'm going to keep on making yeah. records. I'll probably always be making records, but it might never ever be anything other than me kind of just like this doing some kind of like cult thing like where it's like DIY tour after DIY tour. And then Unihon came out and uh yeah, just I it was just weird. Just like it was like a bunch of people kind of paying attention all of a sudden and I was like, "Whoa."
0: That's crazy. I'm actually just looking up. I was trying to see if I could find if they threw that quote in. Emily did. But I have your press release from your first record. Oh, really? Yeah. Like from Brixton. That's wild. And I think I was like, where's my quote? Because I had like some like line. I forget what it was. Um, but like, I think those, you know, those things are uh, wait. Oh, oh, I got it. Ready? Got Do you it. remember this? Do you remember my quote? Give me two words of it. It's one thing. Nah, I don't, I'm not going to remember It's that. one thing <laughs> to write a catchy riff for a chorus. It's another to have every riff on an album feel like one. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, put that in the press release. That's awesome. But like, that's, I mean, that's what, again, it was, and we're. I want to get into like the tunes, but I think mm-hmm. you doing it on your own, writing the parts, it's just more control and, not in a bad way. If you have that in you, you have to do it. Like it had to come out, right? For sure. You couldn't keep it in. And I think the, when I heard it, it was just like riff on riff on riff. And I felt there's like, there's too many songs in you. (laughs) That's what it felt like when I heard it. Hell yeah. So, um, I think that was a really cool thing to, to, to see that like your parents saw the determination. I felt it in the music.
1: Very cool. And
0: I don't know if that was, like, I don't know if you had 30 songs or 20 songs, but it seemed like you had too much in your head. (laughs)
1: Definitely too much in my head. Um, For that record, for actually for all the Oso records, there's like, there might be like three or four extra songs that never made its way onto there. Mm -hmm. But... um, Not even complete songs, just thoughts, you know, like riffs. Yeah, yeah. And... Yes, like still to this point there's like I feel like a lot of times, like even up until like the last album, the one that we're about to put out, like sometimes you'll have like a riff or something like that and it doesn't make the song. You're just like, Alright, let's leave this on the back burner and then like if you can't figure out that last part for a song or something, you're like, wait a minute, this riff, if I just move <laughs> to
0: this
1: key, like it kind yeah, of Yeah, you're makes, done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so there's I feel like I do that a lot of
0: times too. Yeah. yeah. So you you mentioned like key, like did you did you take um music in school and stuff so terrible with that stuff i actually uh so i took three years of it in school in high school and i forgot it all yeah so even if you did do it my my (laughs) first year in high school (laughs) i did
1: uh i wanted to like i played drums right i played i started playing drums in like seventh grade and um i was like I felt like drums was like, that was like the thing that I was like, naturally, I was like, this is like my instrument and uh, it definitely it's not cause I'm a terrible drummer now, but <laughs> I wanted to play drums in like the high school band and they're like, all right, well, can you read music? And I was like, no. And they're like, all right, well, so you'll take this class and it's called like instrumental instruction and in high like, school. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like ready to play drums. They're like, here's a trumpet. I was like what? So I had to do that for a year to learn how to read. To like yeah, learn and how to then read music. And I kind of just like didn't do it. You know what I mean? But they still put you the next year. They still put you in the band. And I would just pretend to play trumpet in the band. Me and this other kid, Mike Schwartz. We would just <laughs> pretend. And I remember the teacher pulled us to the side about like two months into the class, and there was like this music hallway and stuff like that. And he was just like, <laughs> "Listen," he's like you're not going to keep pretending to play trumpet in my class. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll give you two options. He's like, you guys are going to get a 64. Cause like 65 was like the passing thing. He's like, you're going to get a 64 and it's going to ruin your whole report card. Or you can never walk down this hallway again, go to study hall and I'll give you a 95. And I was like, 95 sounds great. <laughs> study hall sounds great. Mm-hmm. And that was like the closest I ever got to being able to read music that was yeah i
0: wish that was yeah, recorded for me yeah. <laughs> like watching him just be like all right i'm done No, Like, i'm done with dj
1: exactly he was like yeah you just never come down this hallway go to study <laughs> hall for the rest of the semester it's 95 and i was so like annoyed. yeah so annoyed dude <laughs> just like on my phone like <laughs> you know what i mean And I mean, probably to just watch somebody pretending to play what, you know what I mean? They think they're like pulling one over on you and you're the teacher and you can tell obviously, you know, but it was better (laughs) than me playing the wrong notes. Exactly. That was was like the alternative. Yeah. Then
0: you would have got a 64. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you're trying. Uh, I think too, the, the, you know, the history, like you mentioning like your mom playing you records and stuff and, and knowing the history. And do you, do you think about that when like you're, making records or is it just what's happening new or have you like have you gone into those times where you're diving into like oh fuck what happened like your dad playing the cure right. Like did you go into a crazy phase of the 80s and finding out of, like, about that, to stuff? Make that stuff yeah you mean, just um, like those early days of like how you what connected and you know those rabbit holes you go in right where it's just like you find X band and then it's over
1: well I feel like a band for that for me was like when I was younger and I started recording everything myself, that those songs sounded like uh this band the Ergs. Um I don't know if you ever heard that Totally. Of them. Yeah, yeah, out yeah, of like Jersey and like that was uh th- that was like another band like with a lot of kids who listen to like Pennywise, Circle Jerks and stuff like that. They all like the Ergs. And, totally. Like, my friend Connor actually I remember one time. I had I hadn't been playing music for a while, like after that show and he was just like one day hits me up and was like, yo, this dude reminds me like uh, your voice when you sing reminds me of this dude. And it was, it was like Mikey Erg. And I was just like, "Word, cool. I kind of like, I don't think it ever did, but I was just like, I kind of see where he's coming from. Like that band got really, I got really into that. And I feel like once I started recording, all the stuff sounded like it was trying to be like an Erg's band. And then obviously like as time went on, it all just like completely changed uh, a lot. Um, but i feel like early the, those are two bands that i re, like i'll listen to like old stuff that i did when i was like a teenager and i'll be like all right this sounds like me trying to be like the ergs and then i have other songs where i'm like i'm so obviously trying to be against me right now like <laughs> this is ridiculous like the the bucket drums and stuff like that like early against me um but yeah now now it's kind of just like just i'm just like kind of make whatever comes out of me and then i just spend a lot more time like if i if i write a song and it has like a melody or something like that i spend more time on trying to make it different than something i did before because i feel like it's hard i notice myself doing a lot of the same things doing a lot of like falling into like things
0: that is just i fall into six dude. eight when i write right yeah, and i have that's to that's like true. be like stop 68 exactly. six eight get a metronome out yeah. you're not gonna write that riff Ex- Cause yeah. it, I can just sit there and do that and it's not progressing. Exactly. Yeah. For me, And I'm a nobody. So
1: <laughs> same but, <laughs> dude, Like for me, it'll be like, I'll, what I, what I would do like in that situation is I'll keep writing it six, eight. And then once I feel like, okay, this is the song, then try and be like, okay, let now, me switch it now, switch it up. You know what I mean? And kind of, so it's not like taking away from what you do naturally. Cause I feel like that's also kind of important. You know what I mean? But, definitely to like kind of progress yourself and make it so you're not writing the same thing over and over again, Yeah,
0: you know? Yeah, that's cool. And then that first record, like we talked about a little bit earlier, like the the real stories and you thinking like people, it's kind of like not, obviously not the same, but like Nirvana having Nevermind and then mm-hmm. all these people going back and to do, and you know, Bleach. But I'm thinking like it's interesting that a lot of people haven't done that or maybe not as much. And I think... It's, I think, over time they will. Because I think that that hit me like again. I get shit all day, and I'm not blowing your smoke because you're standing sitting here. But there's very few things that like just hit you quickly. Right. And I don't know. Like, is your mind like? I feel like it was hook, hook pre-chorus. Like you, I think there's pre-choruses that you think is a chorus, and then there's another riff. Like you talked about a riff off to the side. Right. Is that kind of? You're, with, when you're putting together those songs or putting together music as Oso Oso?
1: So, like, so I did that band State Lines. Yeah. And when we were doing stuff like that, it would be, like, I'll bring the skeleton of the song and then my friend Tom would kind of, like, write his part and we kind of just, like, go. Kind. It kind of was just, like, this song could be however we want it to be. And then um, once, like, everyone kind of in that band started to, like, Just, like, life kind of took over and, like, people, like, school, stuff like that. Yeah. So I was, like, all right, going to do Oso So now. This is going to, I'm going to really, like, really just kind of hone in and try and do that. And with Real Stories, I specifically remember being, like, just feeling like every second has to mean something. Like, I can't, it can't be, like, oh, I want to put this here because that sounds cool or something like that. And I remember. uh, All killer, no filler. Exactly. Yeah, that was, like, the mindset. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so, like. Those like the pre-choruses and stuff like that like you said like it was definitely like super i was just super focused on like trying to make every song sound like like a single almost like with that record um and then i feel like with with Unahan it was kind of kind of back into the kind of let the songs go where they feel like they should go but with real stories it was definitely like like that all killer no filler yeah set
0: for sure what was that like you said like the feeling of that going out with that record because previously you told those stories where you didn't have something what was it like to have it and then what were some of those sort of feelings like actually having something to sell but then people singing it back too
1: right i mean that was dude dude that was still like if if someone's singing it back at a show now it's still super like
0: I feel oh, like there was a show on that rec- you know? that tour where there was like the real stories one. I feel like they were singing back track 1 at least.
1: I I could see that with track 1 probably, but there was a there was we did play one good show that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one good show.
0: Don't get all, me, all these God, kids that see your shows like what, what do you mean?
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> like uh there was a there was um, a tour. I mean, I remember like so Real Stories came out and then like people like even like people like you giving like attention stuff like that to me I was stereo like, gum I was just like yeah i was like what the hell like maybe this will be really sick you know what i mean but the tours <laughs> were still kind of like i got no juice jade so <laughs> <laughs> the tours are still kind of just like you know like still to like what i was used to like you know like uh you'd like maybe have like 20 kids there and like two that like actually like really came to see you which was still like to me the coolest thing ever you know um i remember there was a show in southern california uh on the real like we did like two full u.s tours with real stories being out and it was either the first or second one where it was kind of, it was just like people like singing back track one side a, stuff like that and i was like wow
0: this is like this is really sick um yeah all across the country all across the country. No, i mean meaning yeah, like you're country. across the country, oh, yeah, and yeah. someone is singing yeah. that song to you. Yeah, it's wild. It That's was cool. truly wild. Um, so then, after that, you said so. Unihon, you self released that. Yeah, initially, right? Why was that?
1: It was just because I was
0: just like,
1: so I mean, what was the that first one on
0: again? The
1: first uh, soft speak, soft speak. Yeah. So we did we did uh, real stories with soft and I was at the point where... I mean, at that point, I was, like, 24. Um, I was We were, like, trying to figure out, like, how to record it and stuff like that. And it was going to be, like, $5,000 or something like that to record at it. At a studio. Yeah, in a studio and stuff like that. And I just remember meeting up with Billy, who recorded it, and just, like, having a sit-down with him and being like, yo, like, we can't do this whole thing in a studio. Like, I could spend, like... 1400 i think it was 1400 i was like i have like 1400 that i could spend on this record like however we have to make it we'll make it that way um and i was like i was 24 then so it was kind of like in a point where i was like all right maybe this isn't like a thing like maybe you're gonna have to figure out something. really
0: you had some doubt yeah dude
1: i was just like why well just in terms of like i was like i can i like if i keep on because at this point in my life i'm just saving up money and then spending it all on tour, going home, making more money, spending it all on tour. You know what I mean? So I was like, Well even without paying rent. Without paying rent. So I was like, if I ever wanna like leave my parents house, like this I'm gonna have to like figure out something else. And like so I remember sitting down with him like at a Starbucks or something and being like, Yeah, like so like I like we could do, like I have fourteen hundred dollars that I could like put to making this record. However we could stretch that, like, can we do that? Um I'm thinking I'm just going to self-release it, put it out for free because I I also feel like and I still kind of feel this way. You know what I mean, Fred, will hear this and be like, "Whoa, what?" But like I just feel like people are so sick of like the album rollouts. You know what I mean? And I feel like people if you, you put out a song sometimes and the album's not coming out for months, people will like have a tendency to forget about it, especially if you're like a small band where they might have So much heard noise, man, long, you know. And, um, so I remember like just being like, yeah, like tell, I was telling him too. I was like, yeah, I think the plan is like, I'm going to do this record, put it out myself on Bandcamp, uh, and then like do one more tour and then I'm going to come back. Like if we come, if we do anything over like breaking even on that tour, I'm just going to come back and make like three more records this year. And that was like the plan. I was like, I'm just going to put out like an ep every three months and then figure out something else to do with my life but i'll still be releasing stuff constantly and like that will keep me happy like playing music you know and um we did that and we put it out and uh like it just like got well received like the we got like uh we were booking a tour i remember at that time we were this kid from Canada was, like, supposed to book this tour for us and, like, completely just ghosted us halfway through. So I was like, oh, shit, now I got to book this tour and, like, had to book, like, this, like, 57-day tour. In, oh, my like, God. Yeah, in, like, a month or something. But it was what was so cool about that was, like, it really kind of changed my perspective because I was kind of, like, thinking, like, oh, no one really gives a shit about this music, about this band. But I remember just posting, like, yeah, like, about, like, the tour and, like, how we needed help. And I had just like help from all over, like a bunch of people. Like, yeah, we'll book you here. Well, you can play in my house here and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this is cool. Maybe this will work out. And um, we put out we put out the record and like got like good
0: reviews. We weren't doing press with it, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. talking about it. And like, I was also like, it was so weird to think it was self released, thinking from all the from the heat last time, right and it just it was it was a cool like I'm just gonna put this out and it kind of that had a different organic yeah like way to get to people right it wasn't the usual roll out yeah like you I talk was, about I think
1: I what I did was like the night before it came out I made like Some silly Twitter post, because I used to be just crazy on my phone. I think at that time I was delivering pizza, so there's just, like, a lot of downtime, just, like, sitting in your car, and I used to just go crazy on Twitter, like, tweet ridiculous stuff, so I made, like, a fake email or something, and it was, like, uh, just a screenshot of an email that was, like, oh, so, oh, so, we're gonna leak your record tomorrow or something (laughs) like that, like, some kind of joke (laughs) like that, and everyone got, like, like, it got, like, good traction for the post that we would make back then, you know, um... And then just put it out the next day, and people seemed to be, like, stoked about that. Um, And then my friends were like, yo, we'll put, like, we'll make a record to put, like, make a record label to put this out on vinyl. And I was like, okay, cool. So, like, that's how that, that was Seal Mountain. That's how that happened. Um, We booked, like, that, uh, the DIY tour, and, like, the, like, couple days some sometime in between there there was like the pitchfork review which i was like whoa what the hell like that was sick and uh, i feel like that probably got a lot of more like industry eyes
0: kind of on us and then like once we went to do that because we're not the industry washed up emo is the industry (laughs) (laughs) even Uh, though we're at a record label but right now (laughs) major label i'm not the industry guys
1: it doesn't (laughs) seem like i'm talking to an industry guys what i'm trying I i know uh but, yeah, and then, like, once we did that tour, it just seemed like all of a sudden then it was, like, it was weird. It was a bunch of, like, people were, like, hey, like, uh, do you guys have a manager or do you, you know what I mean? Do you want to put out another record? Like, you know what I mean? that was, like, the first time uh, that any labels were really, that were not kind of, like, somebody I knew, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Was, like, hitting us up. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't release six albums this year. <laughs> like maybe yeah. I hold it off. Yeah. Maybe we'll keep trying to tour and do stuff like that. But
0: that's know? cool from from just. All right. I'm doing this. That's a hard decision because your tendency is to just go with what's been working. Right. A label world. And I find a label and they help me because they have everything. But you literally just I'm putting this out and look yeah. what happened yeah is su- weird so Super that, weird but that's quickly. what you should do like that's what i feel like you in your heart knew you had to do that really? and it worked yeah and if it One didn't
1: a few times in my life anything like that where i was like this is what i should do that it worked
0: but i like yeah. that but that yeah. led you to keep going yeah. and i think um you know i just i love that that, that was the motivation again that's very diy <laughs> You were like, I have to do this. This is why. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. Remember, you gave both scenarios. Yeah. If we don't come back, even cool. I'm going to put out some music and figure this shit out. And Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe your shit would have just been that and we would have never spoken. or That would have been an interesting future. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you think about that? I do sometimes
1: because I remember being like, it was just like, like, making music for me is so... It's truly, like, it's the funnest thing in the world. You know what I mean? And... I wonder... I just wonder what those songs would have sounded like. You know what I mean? Because I do feel like... Like, obviously, you want like you want to make stuff that's just natural. You don't want to think about anything else. But I would be totally lying if I said, like... Once I came back from that tour, and then knowing that there was, like... Like, labels interested in the band and stuff like that... It t- I had to, like, sit down and, like, there's a bunch of songs that I wrote when I came back that I looked at a month later and I was like, nah, this is not what you want to do. You know what I mean? Because I was just, like, thinking, like, from a different standpoint. It went from, like, I'm going to make what I want, it's going to sound how I want, and then a couple people were like, hey, like, would you, you want to sign to our label and put out a record? And then I went home and wrote songs and was like, is this what this label would want? Is this what that label would You know what I mean? And then it took, like, I had to really, like, sit down and listen to those songs and be like, no. Start start over again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, kinda start kinda fresh. Find that, yeah. That, like, balance. You know what I mean?
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I feel like you actually introduced me Meet to Fred. Fred that night, which is crazy. I will leave this in here, but... I-
0: again, I don't have a label. I love doing this. Like, I think it's... I think it's amazing that, like, a thing like that pitchfork thing, like Ian supporting mm-hmm. stuff, or me being able to say, This fucking thing's awesome, assholes, yeah. listen to it, and people respond to it. Right. And that's what needs to happen. It can't just be the same album cycle, the same push. And those right. different avenues, I think, are important. And you doing that album by yourself was part of that.
1: For sure. I think, I mean,
0: I even think now. I had a lot of respect for you from that. Thank you. Where I was like, oh, like, you're just going to do it.
1: (laughs) I I feel like for me, that was probably, I'm so glad everything happened the way it did because, like, I feel like I got so many years of touring experience where it's like I kind of had to really, like, pull it together myself. And now it's like any tour, any situation I could be on, any tour that we've been in in the last couple of years, there's never going to be anything where I'm like, it's like, none of this seems that bad you know what i mean because i'm like oh we've been broken down in indiana and actually been like how the are we gonna get home you know what i mean yeah so like that i'm super stoked about i'm super grateful that everything worked out one that everything worked out the way it did with unihon but i'm really glad that we put it out the way that we did just so now i know like you know what i mean like let's say Five years, six years. Something the line, happens. There is no label or something. You know how like to that. do it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I could do it and feel good about it.
0: You know, people do that right. all the time. I mean, yeah. there's artists that just put out their own stuff. They have their tour, they have their way they do it and they have a career. Right. You're building your career. Right. And that piece was a huge, like learning thing that I think, again, I think it was inside you to do. Right. Yeah.
1: I definitely, it was definitely inside me. I just didn't think it would work out as well as it did. <laughs> You know,
0: that's great. But that's another lesson, too. Like, you can't know if you right. knew it yeah. would have been different.
1: Absolutely. That's true.
0: Like, I, I dream about Back to the Future and Biff's sports book. You know, I dream that I wish I could know who wins in the future. But that's not right. right. Like, it's not that's not how it's supposed to. You're supposed to lose a little money, right. like not knowing who's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Have you seen that movie? Back to the Future? Please tell me you haven't because I'm going to make you watch it. Oh, I've seen the first one. The one where he goes to the future. Right. Yeah.
1: Right? Isn't no, the first one That's Fuck. the first one he goes back. Back. The second one that's he goes That's the, the f- first ones where he goes back and then almost dates his yes, mom, yes. I think, right? And then I'm, the second yeah. one he goes to the, the future. The second one he goes to the future, yeah. With the Cubs, right? Yeah. Cubs World Series. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You haven't seen that? Dude I've
1: seen him, but it's like so fuzzy It's like years ago
0: How young were you when your parents made you watch it?
1: My parents didn't actually make me watch it My cousin made me watch it I remember watching, he wanted to watch There was three I think right? He wanted to watch all three. I think I fell asleep like halfway through the second one. See,
0: that's bad, bad, cousin. You gotta, you gotta space this out. (laughs) Exactly. You gotta give the respect to each of them. Exactly. My (laughs) uncle did that with Star Wars. He spaced. He spaced them out for you, and you like so. I love Star Wars. See, uncle's smarter than your cousin. They're awful movies, but I love them. You know, you they're ever, ridiculous. Like,
1: yeah, it's like if you meet a friend now and you're like, "Do you ever see Star Wars?" and They're like, "No." It's like I'm not even gonna waste your time because you're just gonna think that I'm ridiculous <laughs> for like how much I appreciate this. It's
0: I was nice more Indiana show. Jones. Indiana Jones. Never seen Indiana Jones. Fuck. Never. Seen well, I don't know what you're doing later, but you, I'll cancel the emo it. night. <laughs> We're gonna go back and <laughs> watch well, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah.
1: As long as we can start with the Shia LaBeouf one. Wow. There's like a remake, So right? starting with an F. Yeah. Is, is that one terrible? <laughs> I would expect it to be terrible.
0: Yeah. I really would. Uh, the other thing, too, I love that I wanted to get into, and then I want to talk about the new record, mm-hmm. is uh, Love of Sports. Yeah. So you're a huge basketball head? Huge basketball head,
1: uh, Fairweather, everything else. But I, when I was little, I was just like super, I was super into baseball when I was little. and then Which team? Yankees, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I don't. I, I don't. Rep- you actually, we're done the podcast. Thanks for coming, Jade. Um. Anyway, I'm
1: kidding. I actually went to. I
0: went. I'm oh, a Mets fan.
1: Uh, with my friend Tom from State Lines, went to a Yankee game Monday night with him, and we were sitting there, and he goes, "Dude, every other team's fans seem like so much fun." He's like the Yankees just seem like the worst organization and worst ever. He's like, do you think you'd be a Yankee fan if it wasn't for like just growing up and your family liking them and then being good when they were like when you were young? And I was like, not
0: probably not, dude. So you've been to a Mets game, yeah. at Citi Field. The difference, I feel like, if you've got a pretzel with mustard on it at Yankee Stadium, okay. and you accidentally drop it, it's as if you dropped it at a museum. And you're in trouble. Yeah, City Field or Shea, you drop it. I'll go get another one. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like it's just more of a definitely a way different
1: vibe. I liked Shea Stadium so much. Oh, I like I, miss I like Shea. both of the old stadiums so much. Yankee Stadium was like super narrow. Felt like if you
0: tripped, if you, you were, were up high, you would fall field. all the way in the field. Exactly. Yes, I loved that. Um... I was there for the '04 series against the Red Sox. Really, game two where they the Red Sox lost, of course, and then won four in a row. But I we were up at the top deck, and I was with Red Sox friend worked for the Red Sox. So we bought tickets face, and a guy in front of us had a 1918 hat when that was still the thing you could say to yeah. the Met, the Red Sox fans. And as a Met fan, you root for the Red Sox because every day the Yankees lose is fine. Right. The guy literally didn't watch the game and just stared at us and chanted nineteen eighteen. Dude Yankees like <laughs> Yankee Stadium back then was like a scary place to they be They spit dude. on kids with Red Sox hats. Kids! Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dicey.
1: Crazy. You know who else you know who else was like that? Ranger fans, dude. I remember being young and going to the Coliseum. I was oh like, for for Islander for games, Islander games, dude. You would go to the Coliseum <laughs> and like I watched a dude in an Islanders jersey get like beat up for wearing an Islanders jersey in the Islanders arena.
0: I was <laughs> he must like, have said
1: some shit. Yeah, probably, he probably did say. He probably did say. I think what he did. I think he was. They had a there was like. The song they, "I don't want to be a devil, I don't want to be a duck." the rangers suck. Their rangers suck. And I think he like turned around Mm-mm. and sung it right at like right at their face. You're gonna get that. You know I mean, yeah, he is probably very deserving of that beatdown. But I just remember being like, "What the hell? Like, this is their arena, and this dude's going to beat. It. Like, that's crazy. Love really that.
0: insane. Yeah, shit's crazy. Yeah. Now it's more, It's so subdued." I know we're we're talking like we're old, but like it, it just those stadiums had like a different definitely. Even I feel like Shea, like Shea was like not never
1: like a hostile environment like that. No, everybody was just like, oh wow,
0: you showed up. Yeah, it was definitely
1: more of an experience. I've only been to City Field one time, and I I went to go see Third Eye Blind was like playing after. Oh oh, yeah, this game. Uh, But it was definitely way different than just a different vibe. Shea was yeah,
0: yeah no gee i love the seats you would bang them yeah um when like it was a good part or like good section or when the ball would bang off the it because no one the apple oh the yeah home
1: run, that was great
0: so nice now it's the parking lot <laughs> uh, i still i still call it shea i can't not like when i'm going with a friend i'm like i'll see it Shay and he's like i'll see it city field i'm like i know but it's do you remember when the venue, Shea Stadium, that yeah. popped up? I was always
1: so confused.
0: I was so confused when I they announced like, it. Because I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, what? Who's playing at Shea Stadium? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the so-so glows are playing at <laughs> Shea Stadium? How does that this work? It's insane. <laughs> Uh, but back to basketball I think that's my that's my like that is, yeah. that's it I can watch that's any game exactly I'm up at 1030 watching the late yep. Nuggets Portland I game
1: I will be like watching a basketball game my girlfriend will be like who are you rooting for I'll be like nobody <laughs> I'm just yeah. watching like it's like <laughs> I literally just love watching
0: basketball I love it because like baseball and obviously like baseball to me is eating okay because I can eat and you don't miss anything and you're convert like we could have true. this conversation at the baseball game.
1: Oh, for sure, exactly. Yes, I was I was trying to figure out what you meant by eating, but yeah, baseball. It's like
0: oh, like some analogy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating, you know. No, no, um,
0: I'm sleeping. <laughs> Do you see Kawhi sleeping at the Toronto game? Yeah, that was pretty good.
1: Insane. <laughs> to, like, <laughs> and it's like like I know like I can't I can't stand in there. I can't hit like a 99 mile per yeah. hour fastball but just watching it you think you know what i mean you get or like football or something like that you're like oh i could do that with my friends and yeah. be like along similar lines basketball i watch it i'm like i could never ever do that i could never jump that high totally i could never like shoot that knock with someone in my face 35 foot shot with like a hand in my face four times out of 10 Yeah. Like, you know what i mean like that to me is just insane and it's just always been super fun to watch
0: that's cool. Yeah. Who who got you into basketball?
1: Um, I used to just flip through the channels, and I actually just got. So I would watch like. So you Knicks fan? Yeah, yeah. I would watch. am sorry. Like, MSG. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, see this off season. We'll see. Every this is every this is me every summer, dude. I remember two years ago, I spent the entire summer updating my phone, wondering if if uh, not Kawhi, if Kyrie was going to get traded to the Knicks. I actually thought that was going to happen, without considering the fact that like. Who did they have that they would want to trade for? You know,
0: my uh, favorite uh, my favorites are Knicks fans in November and uh, draft night. There's about those are my favorite times as as watching Knicks fans.
1: I remember you guys I'll get so excited. Two so this was probably two years ago. Yeah, two years ago that I was I used to go to like a decent amount of Knicks games. I what I would do is I'd just take the train. You ever go on the at game time? I would yes. get out of work. Go take like tip money. Hang out on, up front. Hang out front. Wait for the first <laughs> quarter to start, and then like five minutes left in the first quarter, grab the cheapest ticket, and then just walk in. Yep. Um, and so that was the that was the first year. Like that was the year they traded Carmelo to OKC, and we started out pretty good that year. Like, I think we were like nineteen and twelve or something. Yeah, like yeah. That
0: at some point. And yeah, you like, guys were going dude, nuts. Th- uh, yeah,
1: just literally never been so embarrassed to be on the same side of an opinion as
0: someone <laughs> in my entire life. I was
1: just like, Oh God, this is not happening. Like this is gonna, Like the bottom is going to fall. Yeah. Out soon. Stop. November you Knicks. Know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this, that, we got it. Who, it was like,
0: wait, that was after the trade. So
1: after, um, after the mellow trade. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, So we had, like, Chris Stops, like, Tim Hardaway was our, like, second scoring option. Like, I remember going to the game where we beat Toronto. Tim Hardaway scored, like, 31 points. They went on, like, a 19-0 run in the third quarter. And, like, everybody in that arena legitimately thought that we were going to the playoffs. And I was just like, dude... It, it it's Thanksgiving tomorrow <laughs> like
0: we're absolutely not gonna and we're not playing games. on Thanksgiving <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: or whatever right like oh no no the football does no no do the, they have Thanksgiving games no like, football football does yeah, right yeah football does yeah basketball Christmas Christmas is yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: Christmas is the best
0: yeah that's that day is crazy yeah. like I love when it's like I'm done and I'm like I'm gonna do this for until one o'clock in the morning so I don't know what you're doing but this is what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just think too the that like having something else, you know. Like I basketball is great because I don't need to think about music and work and right. I don't know. I just I love the the flip of it yeah. where I'm not in it. I don't have to like worry about Nothing the biz when I'm watching it.
1: Yeah, I wish I felt that way, but when I watch the Knicks, I feel like I'm in it. I'm like, oh my god,
0: this suffering. Yeah, it's
1: been on for too long. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i think uh i think it would be fun i know we talked about this but like i think music people you know and like sports and stuff but being able to like i bet there's more people that are in it like us that are up right. at 10:30 at night watching the random you know portland game
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i would love to i would love to find
0: that i feel like every tour though i always find like one or two people that are like, in uh, yeah you know, yeah. super uh, super into two that I connected with early on, Dallas from City and Color and Alexis on Fire. Oh, really? Hugest Raptors fan. Wow. And I remember I was in L. A. and the Celtics were in the playoffs. I went to the finals and I went to one of the games. I lived out there and I remember when like he was so in it, like I would see him courtside if I watch a Raptor game. Like he would That's be like, sick. and he'd be you know super fan and i remember him tweeting a bunch this year but so cool like i don't maybe i maybe mentioned a couple times that i was like a fan but after the Celtics one he like texted and was like dude congrats like That's awesome. so cool i just think like there's that it's not just like music like there's other stuff to like chat right. about i
1: feel like i and i do i feel like sometimes like a lot of people they grow up with sports and stuff like that and they they get into music and it's not the coolest thing because you get to high school and the people who are playing sports are exactly like bros and stuff like that you know what i mean but like that to i don't know, it never really like never stopped me from enjoying watching you know what i mean never like stopped me from enjoying watching like these sports and yeah. stuff like
0: that you know i always thought the players would like those were the guys that would have stuffed me in a locker yeah, <laughs> but I'm like I'm I'm fine with that. Like yes, you would have stuffed. I feel that way especially about baseball. Baseball players, for dude. sure. Every time I watch baseball, I'm like, this dude's definitely an asshole. Mike so. Trout looks nice. I'm sure he stuffed the kid in the locker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Either or, or if you're like as good as Mike Trout, you're like one of the dudes who you, his friend would have stuffed you in the locker because they don't. Want yeah, to he him. yeah, he wouldn't have hurt him. He wouldn't hurt his, his hand. Mike in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like they would have covered for Mike. You're like Mike has a future. And hopefully my future is Jade, being you Mike's friend. Yeah, if you once know you get I mean? in the locker. You get in the locker. <laughs> yeah. We were actually, we were talking about this the other day. I was like in high school. I was like, I used to be really like super animated and super like, I was like the class clown in middle school and then got to high school and just went like radio silent. Apparently my brother, his friends thought I was like, they were one day my brother had like a party at his house and these kids walk by and they are like, who, that, why is that weird kid here? Like, my mom heard them say that. She was telling me this story the other day. <laughs> and they were like, that's, that's Ian's brother. Like, oh, I thought that kid was, like, a school shooter. Like,
0: they were, like,
1: they wow. was weird, dude. From middle school
0: and, or from high school because you were so quiet. School, yeah. Wow. Got, like,
1: really quiet. How come? Yeah. I don't know. I think I just thought, like, in middle – I feel like just I got hit with a wave of self-awareness in high school no shit You're Like, oh, i'm not cool <laughs> fuck i'm not cool the music i listen to isn't cool to these kids and like yeah like, did you get a
0: superlative in high school
1: i did no i did not get any superlative i was up for uh i was up for something like i was up for something with music it wasn't like just flat out called best musician or whatever because like towards the end of high school that's when i started like playing shows and playing yeah music. yeah so, like some people wrote me in for that, and then you, you would like it'd be like four people, and they'd vote on it. <laughs> but um, actually, have you ever heard of have you ever heard of this artist Zuli? No, he's like he's on like Spotify and stuff like that. But uh, this kid Ryan Camozzuli, very good musician. He uh, he won, he won. Yeah, yeah,
0: deservedly so, deservedly so. Really good musician. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I got class environmentalist.
1: That's that's a
0: nice claim to have, dude. Here's why. I, my mom let me have like a soda every day Okay, and she would put it in tinfoil so it would stay cold. So I would take all the tinfoil and keep it and make a ball. (laughs) And so the ball through the years and like four years of doing it. It wasn't a new ball every year. No, I made like the same. So it was, it was like a basketball size. That's amazing. So, but the popular kids thought. I was like recycling, trying to save the environment. But I, I was think. just like, I just want to make a ball. I want to see how big it yeah, gets. And I like, you know, technically you, you, you were recycling. True, but I think <laughs> I was literally just thinking, how can I stuff this much tinfoil in the top of my locker? Right. Um, and yeah, and I threw it out at the end of the like the f- senior year. I just threw it <laughs> out or whatever. But it just that was so funny. You got your award, and then once you had the award, you were like, all right, now there was I. There's a Florida photo Alex. of me. Like, you know, this is before cell phones. Hey, everybody, I'm older. Um, There's a photo of me going like this after they announced the winner. There's like a photo of you you like, what the fuck? Yeah, in case you can't see,
1: Tom is making the most
0: confused (laughs) face of all time right now. After he won the award. They literally were like... And it was just funny because it was the popular kids being like, here's your award. I'm like, I would have appreciated like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was going to say,
1: what would you have
0: got? I don't know, like sickest, wanted? like uh, easiest way to, or I could play the pig squeal the easiest on a guitar. Like, I don't know, something <laughs> dumb. I forget something what else. Cool like yeah. but I the- can't. I don't even remember what the other ones were.
1: Like what the other superlatives were.
0: Class clown, right? Probably. There's or probably like. like a class clown. Or, um. Class flirt.
1: Class Look. flirt. I feel like they didn't have that. Oh, so. wow. Well, we,
0: maybe it was pre, uh. It's like, yeah. Pre before.
1: That like, was like the, internet. In the
0: wild days back then.
1: <laughs> you guys were wild back we then. You were so <laughs> wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's like best smile, best eyes, yes. stuff like that. You know.
0: Things like that. Yeah, flirt like oh couple. Uh, they
1: did have couple. Like
0: like they class definitely, couple yes, they did. or have class mo- couple. Uh most likely to succeed, right? Most likely, yes. Oh, now that you say that, there's a bunch jock, of,
1: class jock. There's like a most likely to do that, like most likely to yes. be. Yes, I like, think I wanted NFL, that. Most likely to be like Yeah that's what I wanted or something like that. A newscaster. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Cause
0: I had a pirate radio station yeah. growing up. And so I felt like I wanted to be like the, the broadcaster, the person on TV. Yeah. Like that's what I wanted, but didn't happen. All right. No more high school stories. Cause I did bad things and no one knows about it. Um, <laughs> so basking in the glow. Yeah. Um, what I thought about this record when I was listening to it, people will, whatever. the so- certain songs are out. Um, your your voice is the lead guitar alongside the guitar, almost like a harmony, but playing off each other. And right. then it's like the riffs are the bass too. Like I feel like it's like building, but your voice is this Because I think in the mix, you're at the top.
1: The voice. Yeah. Is
0: this other line of a guitar line? I probably didn't explain that, but like I feel it it was Good. so connected, but you're the the voice was like this other melody.
1: I definitely can... I definitely understand what you're saying in an extent, because I feel like a lot of people that have heard it have been like, oh, wow, your vocals are a lot louder in this record. You know?
0: But not just um, louder. It's like it connects, like, and it's like another thing to listen. I, lyrics are last for me. Okay. I... I know the guitar riff, I can play the bass, like those are the things I remember in songs, right. Your stuff, I actually remember the lyrics or remember the 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 vocal line, right, so I think that's like i don't know if I'm very hard against lyrics and like singing, like I will just be like' ah, whatever you'll like zone it out kind of, and just yeah. focus on the riffs, yeah,
1: I feel like that I feel like this album it's harder to do that with because I feel like and especially I know with um with lead guitar and stuff like that on this album, there was a, a lot of parts where I'd start playing something, and like uh, Mike, who recorded it, would be like, "Oh, like it doesn't have to be like that busy for this part. Like, kind of let it no. It felt sit back it sit. and then here it'll get busier. You know what I mean? And I feel like that was something that was very conscious in in a uh, in the recording.
0: So, they, did you feel your voice was this other, not lead guitar as in a solo, but just another melody? in addition to the riff or like the the, the the guitar chords? I mean,
1: not consciously, but I feel like a way that that could have, it could have came out like that could be like, I feel like a lot of the vocals and melodies were written after the music. Really? Like for, yeah, for a lot of times, like, so, like a vocal or a melody or something like that will come with me towards the music. And for this album, it was like a lot of, for a lot of the songs, I had the chorus first. You know what I mean? I had like... It's like, okay, here's the chorus, and then I'll figure out the verse melody later. You know what I mean? So it could be because of that.
0: Yeah, that's really Something cool. Like that, yeah. But again, the same thing we talked about earlier about that riff at the end. I mean, I forget if right. it's Basking in the Glow or The View, but there's like the pre-chorus, the chorus, a break, and then another riff that doesn't even seem connected, yeah. but it is. Yeah, that was with um I'm
1: trying to just think specifically of songs that have that i know like like dig it's uh, dig that's got the break dig is the one with the break yeah and that was like gonna be two completely different songs and i was like all right you like like i was talking about before like i was like all right just shift this to this key and then it'll be fine and we could do that yeah you know what i mean and that's how that kind of came together i know people who if someone's listening to this right now and it's not out there's a whole cuz we put out dig as the single and it's like it says dig 2 and it doesn't have that break it just has the uh right. it cuts off before like the outro part
0: yeah and then clean guitars yeah yeah what was the what the thought process behind that um, or that's a stupid way to say it what was right. it conscious to do clean guitars were you thinking it about was, that it
1: definitely was conscious i feel like it was just even kind in of writing more... the songs um. yes and no in writing the songs it was kind of just like not it, I would not want to say it's conscious in writing the songs but it was conscious in knowing going into recording that like okay I want these guitars to come out cleaner yeah. than before and I feel like even I feel like from real stories to Unihon to this album the guitars kind of get cleaner and cleaner you know what I mean and like next album is just gonna be just
0: harp. <laughs> the most reverbed, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Echoed guitar. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but no, I mean, maybe next time we'll like go back to something heavy or something like that. But there's just something.
0: What did you like, like about it that felt freeing? What, like, you obviously felt like, wow, I can write a bunch of stuff this way. Right. What was it about not having that distortion or having the clean guitar feel?
1: Just kind of something about, like, the vibe of the album, like, the message. Like, I don't want to say the message of the album, because I feel like then it gets, like, misconstrued, or, but, like, kind of, like, the vibe of the album and, like, what, just what I wanted it to feel like when people were listening to it, it just felt, like, more leaning towards, like, clean guitars. You know, the whole, like, the glow and stuff like that. Like, I kind of just wanted it to be kind of, like... It
0: felt subdued, but not slow, or not sad... It just—I don't know. It felt like it's got this. You could listen to it. It's—it's—it's in a pocket. You know, when you're in the pocket, like that's what it felt like. Yeah, that was definitely
1: intentional on that. And I just feel like uh, if you kind of if like earlier in in stuff I recorded, I feel like the um, it's kind of been like one tone throughout stuff, you know. And now with like this being lighter, I feel like. For future stuff I write or anything like that, when it's heavier, you kind of can
0: tell it's heavier for a reason, or it'll, it'll mean it more. You know what I mean? Like, there's it's a like, one song I forget which one that there's like a heavier, like a distorted guitar at the end, and yeah. you noticed it. There's exactly,
1: exactly yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it could have been
0: "Wake Up Next to God." No, it, no, no.
1: It could have been. Is it pri- if it's the bridge? Priority change. The uh, in the bridge, the guitars come in like, and they're like super not super super heavy but compared to everything else it's yeah. like they're super heavy and like I feel like that was like a great thing is like the guitars can be clean and then when we mean it
0: it'll be heavier like it'll kind of skip instead of being guitars. already loud and trying to be louder
1: right yeah <laughs> exactly Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know.
0: um, what other stuff do you want people to know about the record um so I tried hard
1: <laughs> I tried I like that <laughs> yeah sure I mean like yeah, I mean, I, you. the more people that get into the band, or like, with more people getting into the band, there will always be more people who are disappointed by something being not making them feel how the last record made them feel or something like that. And that's totally chill. I feel that way about so many bands that I like and so many records I like and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I just feel like uh, I'm trying. <laughs> and uh, I I mean, like, obviously, it's, it's, it's my life, so I'm more, like, focused on it. Like, it does feel more of, like, a journey, you know what I mean? Where you're still trying to grab at, like, the perfect representation of what you want to make or perfect, like, snapshot, you know what I mean? And I still feel like um, I'm not there yet, like, you know what I mean? But this record definitely feels
0: like a good step towards it, you know? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, last thing, what what do you like what are, what are you thinking about next? Maybe not even music. Like what's what are you thinking about? What are f- like uh, where where's your head at? That kind of stuff.
1: It's very music oriented right now, I will
0: say. Uh I'm Or a dream. You know, a dream a that it's like like me like not even music. Like it could be anything. Like
1: anything. I mean, I wanna I wanna get a dog. Some time in the next couple of years, it's
0: like a lifelong dream of mine. Uh, what would that? I, what would that mean? It, no, I know. I mean, like, what like, would that like? It's like, just like the companionship. Like you had one growing up and stuff. I'd never had one growing up. Never had a dog my whole life. I've
1: always wanted a dog. Really, like, to like. Another thing is that that, that Bowery show that we're playing. That was always a dream of mine. I saw when it was like two thousand. 11 maybe 2012 I saw arches of loaf at bowery and I was like I want to play here this is like this would be like the, the coolest shit ever you know so that bowery show I've thought a lot about that and getting a dog really want to get a dog sometime in the next
0: couple of years so dream is happening for the bowery yeah <laughs> and the dream will happen get you're gonna have a I love that yeah dog <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anything else you want to mention? Um, we didn't even talk about emo, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll come back next time we'll talk about emo. Yeah, cool. Uh
1: see a Knicks championship. <laughs> Truthfully. Sorry. Yeah. That that's a lifelong <laughs> dream right there. Hopefully sometime in the next ten years. I don't know how much time I have left.
0: Jade. So. Stop.
1: <laughs> RJ. RJ Barrett, let's get it done, baby. I know he was great at the draft. For, oh like
0: yeah. said the right things. Yeah, dude. So
1: we had an off day in Indiana one time, and I got to go to a Pacers game for like. It was like two. The tickets were like two dollars, and I was like, "Wait, if this ticket is two dollars, let me see like what I could."
0: Yeah, get, you, the New Yorker like, comes in, and you are like, "This is really in the bathroom, exactly." So I was like,
1: <laughs> "I got like sixth row, for like." It was like fifty dollars. I was just like, sure. And uh, the best part of that game was watching everybody in the front. They were playing the Hornets, and Dwight Howard was on the Hornets at the time. Being a little bitch. Watching everybody talk shit to Dwight Howard. That was so fun, dude. (laughs) It was so good.
0: I was like, this is better than the game. Yeah, the trash talk. Because there's no, like, hockey's got the glass. Baseball, there's now the fence. You're going to get fucking clocked by a ball. I noticed they have it on the side. Yeah, you have to because kids are getting fucking plunked. But basketball... Right there Like you can it's like right out <laughs> Yeah
1: I was just Other than that, that In my head I was thinking they, Instead of the The net They just give everybody helmets The baseball game Everyone's just sitting there With protective <laughs> helmets on
0: Well they're not watching the game They're on their phones You're Right uh, Like I love watching the baseball games Like Dodger games Or like You just see any game Not just Dodgers for LA But like Everybody's like on uh, like <laughs> During a play And then if a ball Like comes right back They'll be like Oh anyway, back to, to Instagram. It back. Yeah, it's bad. Sweet man. Anything else you want to mention? We're good. That's it. Thank you for doing this, dude. Absolutely.